Hello, I'm Becky Hadid, host of The Storied Recipe. As my weekly guests share their stories through the vessel of cherished food memories, we all become better cooks, more grateful for the gift of food, and we honor those that have loved us through their cooking. I'm so happy to share more from my conversation with Tilda Bourne, journalist and food photographer from the UK. In this episode, Tilda patiently answers my obnoxious and uninformed questions about British culture, particularly about food culture, and even more particularly, often in the context of the Great British Baking Show. Like other bonus episodes, this is less edited than my typical episodes. In those, I'm often trying to fit two hours of conversation into 45 minutes. So I hope that today you enjoy this freer format. One last thing before I start, Could you please take a second to hit that subscribe button in your player? That would mean so much to me. Thanks. And here's Tilda. Now I'm going to get into the portion of the show where I'm just basically going to quiz you. (laughs) It's going to be very obnoxious. This is the mastermind like quiz challenge that I've been waiting my entire life for. So my first question, and most of these are based on the Great British Baking Show. Um, (laughs) Okay. So actually, before we get into it, we really just need to do this because I think I finally worked this out in my own mind, but it took most of my life to do this. So I think there's other listeners (laughs) that are going to need a clarification between UK, Britain, and England. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start with that. And what does it mean to be British? Okay. So I'd say if I if someone told asked me where I was from, I'd say the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so the United Kingdom, Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales, England. That is where I'm from. I would very rarely say that I'm from England, um, which I find really interesting because I think, uh, as far as I'm aware, Americans kind of say, "Oh, she's English." Or, yes. Yeah, and that's just, I'd never say that I was English. I'd say that I was British. Interesting. Which is really, yeah, it's, I think it's a thing. In- English people don't tend to like to say that they're from England. They say that they're British. But it's interesting because I think a Scottish person would say they're Scottish. They might say they're British, but I'd say more often than not, they'd say they're Scottish. And someone from um, North Ireland. Yeah, they'd say they were Irish or right. the Welsh would say they're Welsh. But the English wouldn't, I personally, I wouldn't say that I was English, no. That is Um, so interesting to me. Hmm. Yeah, so England being the country within the United Kingdom, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Britain uh, Britain kind of being the same as the UK, like Great Britain, UK, same thing. So there we go. (laughs) So Scotland is its own country, right? No, no, it's not. Scotland is part of the United Kingdom. It's, it is a country, but it's not the same kind of status as Wales. So, right. So the Wales, they speak in Welsh? Uh, yeah, very few of them do. But oh, yeah. okay. It's yeah. more, it's, it's a language that's um, dying out? Yeah, yeah. I think there's been a, pu- they've, there's always been a push to, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've got Welsh friends. I'm, I'm not Welsh, but, um, there's definitely been a push for the Welsh language to remain um, remain a language that is spoken. But I think that's very that uh, that's yeah. I, I mean, there are whenever you go to Wales, there are Welsh um, road signs and English road signs. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, 
Um, it, I, I would say it's not widely spoken, no. Okay. I, I, don't go, I don't go there and fear that no one's going to speak English. <laughs> right, right. And Scotland, do they speak? Uh, uh, Scots. So, yeah, I, I've never met anyone that speaks Scots. Okay. But, uh, um, but, yeah, who knows? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure there will be some. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. So we've got that. Okay. So first of all, tell me about this concept of tea. Is tea time a thing in modern day Britain? See, this is when the kind of north-south divide comes in. Once you reach kind of like Birmingham upwards, they'd say, what's for tea? Or like as in, as in what's for dinner? Um, Okay. But Birmingham downwards, we'd say, what's for dinner? Mm-hmm. There is, there's not, yeah, it's um, and uh, kind of up north, you have a chippy tea, which is um, like a fish and chip dinner. Um, oh, some wow, people say, yeah. some people say supper, but, um, but yeah, it's kind of like the further up north you get, the more dinner becomes tea. Um, but then you have, go ahead. No, then you have stuff like um, high tea or like afternoon tea, which is like, an afternoon um kind of like so they say like where you have like sandwiches and kind of like baked pastries and all sorts of that with with actual tea as in the drink right but that's yeah. more of a specialty that you would go out to enjoy yeah you, you'd, yeah you'd go out to an afternoon tea yeah okay so that's not like i kind of always imagined that there was this fourth meal in the day oh no was, okay but was that ever the case um it probably was yeah I can imagine that that was definitely it's certainly at a certain time I'd say between like two like between two and four is is um is afternoon tea time Mm. uh but a lot of people it's not um it's not an actual meal in the day it's not like breakfast or lunch or dinner Right. It was maybe, was it maybe something that the aristocracy did at some point? Yeah, I can imagine so. I know the Queen continues to host um, uh, kind of afternoon tea visits. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure it's, it's kind of, it's just another excuse to drink tea and eat cake, to be honest with you. Right. Well, and would you eat Nanny's syrup sponge pudding with tea? It seems mm. like the two are like a natural fit. No, I'd say you wouldn't. Um, you wouldn't. Oh, no. oh, why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> no. I thought this would be perfect. I'd put some teacups in the photo. <laughs> uh, uh, no, you kind of have a, you'd ha- have like a syrup sponge pudding at like for like the end of a meal or something like the end of a Sunday roast dinner. You might have that as your like pudding. Um, mm-hmm. But for an afternoon tea, you'd have like Victoria sandwiches and uh, Victoria sandwich, like cakes, cucumber sandwiches. Um uh, scones obviously or scones depending on how you say it okay. um which i mean scones in america are something completely different which really threw me oh. because I, I know that your biscuits are our scones but apparently you you also have scones but they're something completely different uh, yes our scones are like a very sweet biscuit dough with the addition also of usually some heavy cream right that's what our stone is and then you kind of make it into a disc or a circle and cut it into pie shaped wedges you know or you can make small ones but you're so when you say scones you there's 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 if there are biscuit there's no sweetness to them um they can be you can have sweet or savory scones 
So you can have plain scones, which just have a bit of sugar in them. You can have like cheese scones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, you can you can take it either way. Huh. So uh, what would like a basic, what would a set of ingredients for a scone be? Like um, flour, baking? Yeah, flour, butter, um, uh, probably baking powder, maybe plain flour, self-raising flour and milk. That would kind of be your, the huh. basis of it. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> so interesting to me. <laughs> I remember um, Terry Hatcher. Is it ha- Terry Hatcher? Or yeah. Hatcher? Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Terry Hatcher went on um, a Bake Off, our Stand Up to Cancer, like special Bake Off thing. Oh, uh-huh. She made biscuits and gravy. And I just think the whole of the UK was completely confused. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you call what you call biscuits, we call cookies uh yeah 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 so yeah a biscuit would be like a something you dunk in your cup of tea or yeah a cookie yeah <laughs> yeah well on on biscuit on biscuit week usually yes. wait <laughs> it's it's like a, a wormhole of, of it is, it's, it's more confusing because of the touch points yeah you know if it was just a completely foreign word yeah but you're right. It's like a wormhole. It's these alternate universes. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Um, okay. So, okay. Let's talk Great British Bake Off. Now, when we were joking about this on Instagram, you said you personally would not be allowed to ever be a contestant because you're a professional food journalist. But yeah, I am um, because I'm uh, a professional as such I can't enter um, right I applied a while ago a fair few years ago and I got okay. through to a couple of stages but yeah oh what was that experience like yeah it was cool it was and just had a chat really I know that the process on getting on is lengthy there are several rounds that you have to kind of jump through so I don't anyone who's got to the tent really <laughs> deserves to be there because it's a you real- know I always wonder about that because sometimes it seems like that first one or two episodes, it's so clear who's going to go there. I think, okay, they cast this on purpose. Sometimes I think, uh, I don't think this was just a bad day. I feel like you put them on the show so they would get voted out the first yeah, week. Yeah. But oh, you think but I'm wrong on that? I mean, uh, make the, I mean, they obviously t- like take into account several aspects of it. I suppose they need to have a mixed skill set in there to a certain extent. But I, if I was in there, I think I'd just crumble entirely. Um, I cannot imagine. The, I, I interviewed John Waite once, who um, who won, I think, Series 3, was it? Series really? 3? Uh, actually, uh, that, that series hasn't aired in the U.S. So our first... Oh. Yes, our first... The first one that we got here in the U.S., the winner was Nancy Burtwistle. Oh God! Spoiler alert! Then I've completely ruined that for you. Yeah, no. And then, <laughs> and then they 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 put out like a year or so ago. They put out like a a special version. It was like before the Great British Bake Off or something. And that was one that was one of the prior series. But I think it was only on Netflix for a short amount of time. And I don't even remember who won that series. So we, yeah, we really only know about GBBO starting after. Interesting. Um, yeah, and we don't actually call it the Great British Bake Off. It's called what? the it's called the Great British Baking Show here in the U.S. What? <laughs> yeah. 
That is crazy. Because it's just, it's always Bake Off. But yeah, we don't, because we don't have Bake Offs. Bake Off is not like a term here. To be fair, I don't think we do either. So I don't know why it's called that. <laughs> okay, so you interviewed a winner. Yeah, yeah. And he, he said, um, there are literally cameras on you all the time. And I think being under that pressure, I just, I think I just start crying. Yeah, I don't even think it would be so much about the baking. I just, you know, if you're having a bad moment and you say something kind of ugly, you'd think, gosh, is that how they're going to paint me now? You know, I'd be, it'd be horrendous. I'd just be rolling my eyes every five seconds at Paul's comments. Yes, I know. (laughs) I always think that the people on the show are very, very good humored and even tempered. Even the ones who seem like they're kind of crumbling, you know, that they have so much more steady than the average person. Yeah, they crumble and, with dignity. <laughs> yeah, it, well said. Yes, exactly, exactly. So I, I would not. <laughs> that is a question. This is so. My husband had two questions he wanted to, me to ask you about it, and that was one of them. Which is, I think, what we love about the show. I mean, we love watching them bake, and we love um, the talent is extraordinary. Like I always just get moved when I see talent of any kind, whether it's athletic talent or yeah. writing talent or baking talent. I'm truly moved to my core by that. Um, so I, I'm moved by it. But what I think we really enjoy is this aspect of the camaraderie and the support that they show for each other, the kindness, the compassion. They, uh, It's a competition, but they genuinely seem to want the other people to do well. There yeah. is none of the drama and pettiness that American um, reality shows capitalize on. Yeah. Is that is that part of British culture? Um, I'm not, I mean, there's definitely a, 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 in certain aspects, there's a very strong sense of community in the UK. I think from that kind of like in the kind of forties and fifties where villages were very much communities in themselves that helped each other out. I think we've distanced ourselves a bit from that, but I suppose if you, the only kind of friends as such they've got in that tent are, are, are each other. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and if someone's pork pie is just fallen off the face of the earth then <laughs> then I you'd, you'd need a bit of support in there so though it's it kind of it kind of harks back to a bit more uh, of traditional like kind of community like village values I think I think that's what it kind of reflects mm-hmm. so when you watch it does that feel foreign to you or does that feel like normal and natural but maybe they're also editing it to um to highlight that a little bit I think they choose their cast very carefully with people that of people of very nice personalities that are yeah. very giving I, I I'd say yeah I'd say that's a very good a very um kind of idyllic uh um choice yeah of you get further into London and people care less <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind yeah. of I can imagine it's like any capital city you kind of um yeah, you get to, uh, people are very ruthless in London. <laughs> mm-hmm. But at the same time, you would also maybe say, maybe you wouldn't, but um, humility is a, humility and self-deprecation are values that are prized more highly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, self-deprecation absolutely is just a, to- it's a, an incredibly British thing, which is in our comedy, it's in just the way we talk, like everything. It's kind of in our DNA, I think, definitely. Does that ever feel insincere? Um, no, because I think when we when we 
um, insult ourselves, we mean it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're just a little more vulnerable about it, actually. Yeah, there's just, um, it's kind of that thing of, uh, there's a lot of, um, uh, with the British kind of stereotypically pushing down their feelings and not talking about them and just laughing it off. And I think that shows through in the Bake Off quite well. Yes, yes, it really does. I think Tamir, was that his name? The anesthesiologist? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could tell this is a guy who was like, could do anything he wanted to do. And he would constantly just put himself down. And it was so lovable. Yeah. Okay. He's like, just ruined my cake. Oh, well, crack on. <laughs> crack on. It's not, yeah, it's exactly. not, I've just spent about 50 quid making it and and spent the last week preparing it. But it's fine. <laughs> yes, I, I I know. I I mean, you wouldn't know anything about this, but I'm amazed by the schedule. I mean, these people are working like real jobs, yeah, living yeah. their lives, doing all this prep at night, heading out to the tent for the weekend. I don't even know how they fit all these events in in one weekend. I know it's it's a yeah it's a it's a definitely a, a lifestyle change when you do that. I don't yeah. know how they do it. I I I couldn't do that and mix a full time job with it. No, it seems punishing. So, okay, what is rose? Are we talking about the the flower rose extract? Oh, yeah. So, so when people, um, yeah, when they use that's not really a British thing. I think it's more of like a Middle Eastern thing. I so think kind of, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, it's just people getting fancy with their flavors. Um, uh, yeah, rose. It's like rose water is what is what they'd be using. Um, it's quite powerful. Uh, smells very fragrant. You don't want to use too much of it. Um, so that, yeah, that's what it is when they use rose in a bake. Have you baked with rose? I have once and I've definitely overdone it. Um, <laughs> it tasted like I was eating a bar of soap. So, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't cooked with it too much after that. Okay. Okay. Tell me about bonfire night. <laughs> do you know this is one of the things where you start explaining it to someone and you realize how insane it is um, yeah well how about so, the easter bunny like what the heck <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it's literally just in my family we have the easter bird um <laughs> i have no idea why but apparently we've just had the easter bird um instead of the easter bunny and i don't know where it came from but I've asked other people, like other friends and families, they're like, what on earth are you talking about? It's the Easter Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little fun fact from there. Um, all right. So uh, Guy Fawkes, so it's on the 5th of November every year. And okay. um, it's called Guy Fawkes Night. And it's basically a celebration of when Guy Fawkes and a bunch of other conspirators decided to uh, blow up the Houses of Parliament because they didn't like the Protestant King James the um, first and he, he he was caught guarding the gunpowder that was going to blow up the House of Lords um, and then he was hung drawn and quartered and so now every year uh, on the 5th of November we celebrate his um, plot failing by watching fireworks and um, burning an effigy of him on a bonfire which, so um, are you mocking him or celebrating his courage? What what's what's the spirit behind this? It's supposed to be celebrating the fact that he failed in his attempt because he got caught. Uh, he got caught before he managed to block the Houses of Parliament. We're celebrating the. <laughs> oh, okay. You're celebrating the continuity of Parliament. That Parliament was rescued and saved. Yeah, yeah. That he he wasn't able to blow up 
uh, King James the <laughs> first. Yeah, I think we would more celebrate the spirit of Guy Fawkes that he like tried to do this. Yeah, I think that would rep- be the American <laughs> approach. Yeah, that's it's very British to be like, oh no, the the guy who spoke out, let's um let's hang John and quarter him. Yeah, okay. This is very interesting. Okay. Um it's slowly begun to dawn on me that mincemeat does not actually have meat in it. Oh no, no. You have like beef mince, which is something entirely different. And then you have mince meat, which is like dried fruits and mixed peel kind of homogenized together with butter so it creates this like kind of um it's almost like a a really coarse fruit jam with lots of fruit in it but it's not it's not as sweet yeah this is like specifically dried fruits so like sultanas and raisins and mixed peel and currants and stuff like that and it's kind of like homogenized with instead of like boiling it like a jam you it's like homogenized with butter yeah well, that first thing, that first dried fruit, salt top, what did you say? Sultanas. Yeah, we don't have those. What are those? Oh, I love those. Um, they're, oh, I can't remember which, are they like a dried grape or something like that? Um, they're, they're kind of like raisins, but a bit sweeter and a bit bigger. Okay. Now, caramel. Right. You, one would think watching that show that mm-hmm. any Brit can magically put sugar and water in a pot. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that that is fake news whenever I've heard it. That, okay. <laughs> that is not a... Um, I don't... I've never been round to someone who's whipped up a caramel. Like, for <laughs> okay. I've never... Okay. I've only made it, like, a handful of times when I've had to make toffee apples or something like that. Okay, or but you something. have made it... You've made it that way. You don't put, like, brown sugar and cream. You don't take the shortcut way. You really caramelized oh, yeah, so, yeah for like a true caramel yeah I'll do I kind of do a wet caramel mostly so I I add a bit of um water, like a couple of tablespoons of water to it and then dissolve it and boil it that way I have done I've cut but then I suppose you could also make it into a caramel sauce where you like have the cream and the butter in it as well okay but when they make um we would call them blondies what do they call them tray bakes I think you guys call them tray bakes oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when they make tray bakes with the caramel that's just the right texture, that seems mm-hmm. like a miracle to me. It's just the right texture that it kind of holds together. It's not too firm, not too. That yeah. seems like a miracle to me. Is it um so kind of like a salt like a caramel sauce more like? Yeah, but uh, they've made them that in so they go in tray bakes and they're thick enough that they kind of, you know, as you cut it as you cut oh, why don't you when they make like a um, millionaire shortbread or something like that yes and, yes 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 yeah, yeah. yeah that's something i've seen on there we don't i've never heard of millionaire shortbread till i watched that but yes exactly yes i yes. think that, if anyone was to make a millionaire shortbread now they'll probably get we've got a brand called carnation i don't know if you have that oh, yeah it's mm-hmm. yeah like you're gonna get evaporated milk and condensed milk from them um but they also have a caramel like kind of sauce like kind of um really thick caramel sauce. So I reckon people would use that now. They wouldn't necessarily okay. make it. You really wouldn't yeah. regularly be making caramel in your home. I mean, I haven't. I, okay. I haven't. I've made it for like my salted caramel cupcakes or something, but I've never, never whipped out a caramel. Yeah. For the hell I, of- <laughs> and I, I think you probably make more caramel than the average. I, I'm safe. I feel safe. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> okay. So if you go to... A grocery store. How many kinds of flour are you going to find? 
Um, so like a kind of normal, um, a normal uh, grocery store, um, like our supermarkets, you'd get plain flour. Uh-huh. Um, you'd get, which I think is just uh, the all-purpose flour um, uh-huh. to you guys. Uh, we'd have self-raising flour. Uh-huh. Um, probably uh, like a, a whole wheat flour, like a whole grain flour. Um, okay. A, uh, a strong white flour as well. So like for breads and stuff. That's what I was um, getting at. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. More? You'd have, More? <laughs> um, you'd, uh, corn flour, but that's not really. Uh, okay. We'd have that in a separate kind of section. Um, those are kind of the main ones. You, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, mostly that is, we don't tend, if you want to get like double zero flour, then you're going to have to go to a bit of a more expensive grocery store or something like that. Okay. This concept of the strong flour fascinates me. We don't, we don't, I've, I had never heard of that before ever. Yeah. So it's got like a higher kind of, um, like, uh, gluten, like protein content in it. Mm-hmm. 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 How but, about sugars? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You probably only use, you'd only use that really for breads. And if you're, yeah, most people don't have that in their cupboards, I'd say. Okay. Okay. How about sugars? Um, sugar. So there's a uh, caster sugar, granulated sugar, golden caster sugar, um, light soft brown sugar, dark soft brown sugar. Um, mm-hmm. Most supermarkets do like a jam sugar, which has some more pectin in it. Um, okay. And okay. Uh, demerara sugar as well would kind of be the main ones that we have here. Okay. So we're missing, I'm not going to say you can't find these, but again, I had to order caster sugar. Never right. heard of golden caster sugar. Jam sugar is interesting to me because I'm always amazed that they just whip out these jams in 20 minutes, like make a jam. Okay. I mean, that's, that's like yeah. a special project that you would blog about and take selfies with and put on Pinterest. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, yeah, they, I think most people tend to use caster sugar for jams, but yeah, you can get um, other kind of jam sugars in okay. not necessarily in like a corner shop, but in like a, in a bigger supermarket, you get that. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, the, what did you call it? Dem- Demerara sugar? Uh, Demerara. Yeah. I it's, actually looked all over for that recently. Yes. What is it? It's like a coarse brown sugar, I'd say yes. is the best way to explain it. Yes. And it's very pretty for photos. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it has a lovely, that like, crunch on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can we keep going? I have like three more. Do it. Clotted cream. Okay, so clotted cream is from Devon, really. Um, it's like a set cream, like it's it's so thick that it's set, like it's, and you'd always you'd have that on uh, for your afternoon tea on your scone. But and there's it, a big, big kind of um, uh, a lot of controversy of whether you put your cream first and then your jam, or your jam then your cream. <laughs> and is it set in the churning process, or is it set because you whip it? Um, I'm not sure actually. I think it's just, I think it's kind of like, uh, during the churning process, it's, um, it's incredibly high fat. So it's very, it's not loose at all. Like you could, you kind of get them in pots. So if you were to open the lid and tip it upside down, it wouldn't come out. Yeah. You it's like, it is thick. It's kind of like a more spreadable butter. Mm, that is my dream come true. I am a yeah. fat kind of girl. I just love fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that 
That sounds amazing. Okay, two last questions. Tell me about this mincemeat pie contest that you've been doing on Insta <laughs> Stories, which has been making me laugh yeah. so hard. Yeah, it was just such a it was such a thing that was a whim at the time, and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to put it on my story. And now it's become an actual thing that I need to commit to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So basically, I'm fed up with um, mince pies that aren't up to scratch. So I'm I'm going round to all the supermarkets um, and trying uh, one of their mince pies and seeing which one's the best um, because the British people deserve more than a subpar mince pie. <laughs> that's that's why. <laughs> and um, have you found one that's up to par? I can't tell you how many mince pies I've got in my kitchen right now. It's honestly quite disgusting. In the lead at the moment is M and S. Um, I liked them. I think Mr. Kipling's up there as well. Um, I've, I've still got to try Aldi and their normal ones. And I've got, I've got some little ones over there that need to be eaten. I'm just going to turn into a mince pie at this train. <laughs> Sweet and buttery. What else could you want? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, I feel very guilty about all of the time that I've taken from you. And thank you again for your time. I really do appreciate it, Tilda. No, thank you. And well done for um, taking the jump because the podcast is absolutely amazing and I love listening to it. All right. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks, lovely. You too. Thanks again to Tilda for all of her time and also her patience with my uninformed questions. One thing I realized as I listened over our conversation is how often I generalize my experience with American food to all of Americans. So if your experience differs, I'm super curious to learn and hear from you. Please always feel free to reach out and continue the conversation by email, Facebook, or Instagram. That's it until next Wednesday, when I release my interview with a goal-crushing, insightful Hungarian-Irish woman sharing many treasured memories and lessons from Hungary, as well as her transition to Ireland. Please hit that subscribe button right now to catch next Wednesday's episode. And if you're feeling very generous, I will be eternally grateful if you leave a review for the Storied Recipe podcast in any player. That would help me and the podcast out so much. That's it. Thank you. Have a great day, my friends.